Shopify helped businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. It feels weird being on camera with the clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> Knock out your dick out on camera. No, no, no. It's no. the first time for everything. Mate. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I've just been using it as well. I heard, yeah. Rebecca Moore. Do you know Rebecca Moore? With her. That's her. Okay. Right, okay. And this is your this was today's episode. Mate, that was literally about an hour ago. Really? So I've gone from looking at her and having her lick me bum like a stamp to looking Sorry. at you. Sorry. Beauty and the beast. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's the beast. <laughs> <laughs> so you are pretty much every single day you're shooting something. Yeah. Now I reckon it's about six and a half thousand scenes. Is that a record? I, I, I read somewhere you're like the most, like the, the guy who shot the most scenes in terms of being able to trace it all. Yeah, because it's a lot on IMDb yeah. and, that and stuff like that. And obviously on Brazzers alone. Yeah. Because I've been contracted with them for 15 years. Fucking hell. So that's a lot of bums, <laughs> vaginas and mouths that I've seen. And obviously some of them scenes got taken down for yeah, various yeah. reasons. But yeah, there's, a, there's about 15, 1600 just on Brazzers. Okay. Then there's Digital Playground, Reality Kings and some of the other sites that okay. the company has. So, so yeah. I, haven't, I haven't even introduced you because no. we just Going, we're just going naturally, but for those who don't know, this is Kieran Lee, one of the biggest known porn stars in history. Um, you know, like I said, you hold the record. You're well known because you had your cock insured for a million quid yep. by your company Brazzers, who yep. you work very closely with. And um, t- take us through today, right? Earlier today, you turn up. Tell me how it goes. Literally today, I've woke up. I've I've texted you my excuses to get here, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I have to shoot with Becca because Beck was only in town for so many days, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I have to shoot with her because we were doing a content trade. So you do one so, for yours, yeah, one for yeah, yes. Yeah. So we we both keep it and we both sell it on our on our platform like OnlyFans, and so we both go away and we both make money from it. And for me now, doing the content trades, I just kind of work with the girls that I really enjoy working with you know no stress no drama what 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 is it that is as a performer that you're looking at going good versus bad like what are the things that you don't want to have to deal with see for me i just don't want to deal with divas and drama do you know what i mean like you get some of the most beautiful girls and they know it and it's like don't do this don't do that like you know don't don't be fucking like, you know, drawing stills. And it's like, listen, you're a guy, you have to keep the blood flowing down below and things like that. And some girls are a bit like, and I get it, it is our job to keep our dick hard, but sometimes, you know, a little bit of help just edging away and things like that can be a nightmare. So an attitude, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it can be a big turnoff. Do you know what I mean? And that for me, I'm like, uh, I don't really need to be doing that, especially at my stage in my career now before I just used to smile and go okay no problem yeah. now I'm like sorry oh, because in the industry from everything I've been researching yeah you're known as kind of like Mr. Nice Guy the women really like working with you you've got a great reputation amongst the, the ladies yeah in, in, a, in a sense of like not in the sexual sense obviously but it, as a as a person they like you 
Does that yeah. is that a is that a deliberate thing that you've sort of always tried to be, or has has there has there been times where you've when a girl's given you shit and you've just been like enough of that? Yeah, there is. I think they just like my dad, but um, <laughs> no, there is, there's been one or two girls where I've been like, I, I'm like really pushing me to a limit, and I, I said one time there was a, a a young lady that I'd worked with numerous times before, and we're doing an anal scene. And she's pooped on me once, she's pooped on me twice. And then the third time I'm sat, and, and she's an English performer, she's sat eating a bag of cheese and onion crisp. So you, you'll understand that it's not smelling the best at, already. She's telling her she's had a curry the night before, and I'm thinking, I'm doing her up the shitter. This is going to be a long day. <laughs> and so anyway, I've, I've put it in, I've pulled it out, and it, just got, it looked like I dipped my dick in Nutella. <laughs> I have just gone you, know, you can have that back and I just flicked it at her face and walked off and that was it that's probably not my most deaverish moment I've ever had mm. on set just because I'm thinking a bit of respect you know I'm uh, going balls deep in your bum okay so for those who don't understand though like this is a process that she should have been like performers for, for women who do anal scenes the night before I'm yeah, assuming they, they have to do stuff yeah yeah they're so a lot of the girls they stop eating at like 6, 7 o'clock at night they'll clean out their bum they won't eat anything, you know, no coffee or anything in oh. the morning. Then before they're seen, they'll just check the bum again, clean it out. And if it's a long day, these girls are, you know, they're on set, they're not eating anything. So they maybe have, a, you know, a few gummy bears and things like that because it's clear and it goes straight through. But yeah, no, they, there's some girls are very, very professional. Like you could, you could eat the dinner off the bum. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> fucking outside. I love it. What a wild life you fucking have, Jesus. Different. And you're actually well known to be good at anal. Yeah, yeah. the American girls love me, love a bit of foreskin. Yeah. And so, I don't know, it, feel, it feels better for them, I think. Really? It's like the little sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> so today, yep. you've, you've gone to this scene and uh, what, what, how quickly from entering the door are you inside her? So me and Beck, so we've shot many a times uh -huh. and like she's unbelievable. She makes any man feel like a king. And so we have this running thing. Like she does a lot of like role play stuff, you know, secretary and like Bex, this is me and you. We just fuck. Uh -huh. So literally she texts me and she said, right, I'm heading up. She walks through the door and she just dropped to her knees straight away, straight at it. And then we just, everything was all set up, ready to go. 35 minutes, shot me bolt. Right, here's, here's a baby wipe. And then we just had a chat. How you been? What you been up to? <laughs> do you know, that's how I do. That is the, the, the porn world. It, you can go from being balls deep in a uh -huh. 30, 40 minutes ago to then asking her, do you have a nice Christmas? What, what, have you, what else have you been up to? Are you going away this year? There's an interesting dynamic with you. When mm. I was looking into your character, I was like, you, on the one hand, you're this lad's lad who's, an, you know, go to the match, support yeah. your team, have a pint. But then... You're living like in LA. You like a bit of Botox. You look after yourself. I love that. Yeah, you know, but like, and is that a bit of a conflicted thing? Like, because when when I go back to Newcastle, even yeah. living in London, sometimes I feel like, like these are this is the real me. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the version of me in London is this sort of sanitized version that yeah, watered down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you ever feel a bit like that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, I always look at this. You know, I've always been a shepherd, not a sheep. And I've always like, you know what? My missus said, why don't you try Botox? Uh -huh. Yeah, why not? And I did it. I liked the look of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. 
all my mates are brickies, joiners, electricians. I go back out, I get absolutely rinsed. I've been to Turkey. I got my hair done in Turkey. Yeah. I, the first thing I've done, you know, in LA, everybody's like, oh man, that looks so good. And then I go back to Derby and they're like, what the fuck have you done? <laughs> and they're pulling at your hair and going, I get the receipt, it looks shit. And, but I love that because uh, it keeps you grounded. Fucking right it does. And I can't, like I've met so many people out in LA and like, I never get starstruck or anything. Listen, for me, you, you eat, bleed, shit and piss the same. And mm. that's how I've always looked at life. And the only time that I've ever kind of got a bit starstruck is I've got, obviously I'm, I'm open book. I've got, I've got a little boy mm-hmm. and my son plays for the Juventus Academy. Wow. Yeah. He's a good, good little player. He loves the black and white, you know, oh, yeah. and uh, I'm looking, I'm going, his manager looks familiar. I'm looking over Alessandro Del Piero. Wow. It's not a bad coach, is it? One of the best Italian players ever. Yeah. Del Piero. (laughs) I mean, it's really hard to tell your son what's what in the footballing sense when he's listening to Del Piero. (laughs) And then then trying to watch Derby. (laughs) (laughs) This is a real team. Yeah, yeah, come and watch this. I've got to admit, I've kind of lost him a little bit to Chelsea. It it kills me. His favourite player is Mason Mount. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, In terms of being a dad... in the porn industry Um, how hard is that because if there's one thing I've learned about porn stars in watching loads of these interviews before this is like is how they struggle to be accepted by regular people and then you're like interacting with I'm assuming your son will have mates at school or you know how do you do that? I'll be really honest I never wanted children because of my profession I Mm. just thought it's, it's not right you know I just thought not that it's not right I just thought I don't want my son growing up to be bullied and like you know oh your dad's this and your dad does that and I just didn't really ever want to put it you know my child in that position and I was really against it and then me and my wife she you know she got pregnant and she lost it but it was a bit of a you know I'm like oh well you know I nearly I nearly was a dad I I really liked that feeling and then she got pregnant again I was like and I had, I had my son and, and that was it. And I was like, you know what? People are just have to accept it. And I, I'm going to have to have that chat with him when he's older. And it's a chat that I'm terrified. That's, that's the one chat that I am going to oh. be petrified to do. That's going to be the hardest moment, I think, of anything of my life. I respect that. Just because it's like, especially with today's, you know, generation, it's like everything's on the internet, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're in the schoolyard and, and having a, you know, mm-hmm. oh, your does this and you have a bit of a dust up. Over here, it's more mentally. It's like online, it's texting and cyberbullying and things like that. And that is a big worry that I have. But then on the other hand, I think, you know, I'm not doing any harm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my, my, well, I've got three children. And they have the best life, you know, they, they go to a private school, they, you know, they don't want for anything. Mm-hmm. But I also teach them the values, you know, like now, like my little boy, he has to do his room for his pocket money, you know, like the old, old kind of values. And, and the thing that I've always stuck to now, and I think is, is a dying, is chivalry. I don't think enough guys, you know, do things for like the ladies. So my little boy, obviously he has his sister. If his sister's cold... He knows. Give her a jacket. Mm-hmm. You don't ever play fight with your sister. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest rule. You never lay a hand on a woman. Mm-hmm. That I really don't agree with. Mm-hmm. And so it's little things like that. And it would be quite interesting, obviously, doing what I do, because, 
people will look here and go, he's a porn star. He's, he's disrespecting women all the time. He's, he's choking them in a scene or slapping them or, you know, doing whatever. That's not, that's Kieran Lee, the persona. It's not Kieran, the father. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. There's two different lives and it's very hard for people to get their head around that. Yeah, I think you guys must suffer from a lot of discrimination. Um, Brutal. Yeah, it must be bad. I heard one female porn star compare it to being a pedo. She said, I get treated as if I'm I'm literally molesting people or whatever. Worse. Yeah, whereas I'm literally just with consenting adults doing Mm. a job that... It's the dirty little secret of of the internet that happens to be... The biggest thing on the internet. Yeah. It's the, it's the, it's, and it just kind of shows the hypocrisy of the world we're living in when everyone condemns these people and yet everyone watches them. If you look at YouTube views and then look at porn views, there's no comparison. Mm. Like, I, watched, I, I seen uh, one of your videos because I went and had mm. a look. I went, what's the biggest viewed video mm. on this website that has your name in it? Mm. It's like 50 million views. Mm. Like, I don't have a single video that's got 50 million views. You know what I'm saying? Like, the crazy thing, if you look on like <clears throat> my uh, like a porn ranking, mm. it shows you how many video views that you've had of like all time, and I think mine is at one point eight billion views. There you go. Yeah, that's talking like that's like, like <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. and it, it is it is funny that people will will do that. And going into this uh, prejudice and the way people talk to you, you said it was worse than even like uh, what have you experienced that made you feel that way? One time it was. You know, I helped out like a, a family just getting tickets for a, a football game. And I, the, the people that I knew that got the tickets only knew me through my profession. And they got them the tickets and they had the best day ever. The, you know, their kid had the best day ever. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I got a, an email saying, thanks so much for sorting the tickets. But we'd appreciate it if you didn't mention that we got them from you as we don't want to be associated with your kind. And I'm Jesus. like, hang on. Yeah. What 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 is my kind? Yeah. It, the kind that I stayed up all night to get you the tickets to make sure that you guys could have the best day possible. And it wasn't just a normal ticket in the Saturday. It was like an executive box and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, my kind. And I, I spoke to my mum about it and she's like, you, you should, you know, do this and say this and go on social media. I was like, you know what? It's not even worth it. Mm-hmm. Because the backlash that I'll get from it will be... Or what's a porn star doing anything, you know, with a child in that aspect? Like, oh, you're sorting tickets for a child. Or, and it's just that kind of people's mentality. And it's like, yeah. you know what? Just keep my mouth shut. I've done my good deed. Mm-hmm. The big man upstairs will know. <laughs> I'm all right. In terms of the family dynamic, is your is your missus in the industry? She, yeah, kind of. She does her own OnlyFans page. But first and foremost, she's a mum. And she's a brilliant, brilliant mum. Mm-hmm. Like... People who think, you know, a porn star couple raising children, people are, you know, think, oh, they're going to be exposed to this, that, and whatever. We're probably even stricter with our children. Mm-hmm. And, and going back to the conversation with your son, for example, yeah. uh, have you thought about how you're going to word that? No, I'm not. And that's something I think me and my wife want to sit down together and say, hey, look, mummy, daddy, do this. Because he does notice already when we go to like the football match. I don't know, 20, 30 lads. Oh, can we get pictures? Can we, you know, shouting, singing a song and everything like that? And for me, I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. But then also I'm thinking, I've got to protect my little one. Uh You know what I mean? Because I'm very like wary. I don't want people 
taking pictures of him, uh-huh. you know, posting it on social media and, and things like that. Like I, I had it before once we were, we were just having breakfast um, in Vegas and the big group of guys and you could tell from the corner that I just taking sly pictures. And I was like, look, I don't mind it. I just went, I said, lads, I understand you're trying to take a picture. I'll have a group photo with you. Just please delete the ones of my little boy because I just don't want his face out there because I'm very worried about, you know, all the parents like judging, mm-hmm. like him not being allowed to maybe go around to a friend's house just because, oh, his parents do that. Or they're not allowed to come around to ours because, oh, his parents do that. And, and that's a big worry, mm-hmm. a huge, huge worry because we did have one instant where we had like a, a barbecue and mums and dads had came and I'm very low key. You know, I'll, when I go to school, I hat on or, or just my wife will go. And one time we had a barbecue and parents were there and they were there to two, three o'clock in the morning, absolutely rip roaring drunk. And all of a sudden they've gone home and they're texting, is your husband Kieran Lee? And then my wife's just put, you know, monkey face emoji you know hands and then we've been watching his stuff for years like oh wow we didn't we didn't know if it was him so it's like that kind of then awkwardness it's like ah okay Mm -hmm. just been having drinks in a bar you know a burger with these people now you know she's sat and flicking the bean to me (laughs) (laughs) it's a bit bit it's inescapable Yeah, yeah a bit awkward Fucking hell, mate. And, and the, thing, the thing I think will help the situation, maybe, so many people are normalising porn yeah. that I just feel like your son's going to grow up in a completely different generation where, like, to, to get a picture of a girl who you know with her boobs out, for example, yeah. has just become, like, the, the easiest thing compared to when this all started online. Mm. Um, have you noticed a difference since... Yeah, it's like I said, it, 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 it's a double-edged sword because it is becoming more accepted. Uh-huh. Because, look, you know, during COVID, you had Sharon from wherever now <laughs> starting an OnlyFans yeah. and she's making, you know, however much a month. Like, there's a good example. There's a, a girl that's on TikTok, Becky Goodwin. I think Becky Goodwin or Goodwill. She was a single mum, struggling to get by created an OnlyFans now she's she's on to buying her second house third house just from OnlyFans so I think it's gave like you know some single mums maybe hope but then I also see the girls go oh, I'm just really worried about if I do this I'm never going to find a guy and and things like that and I my my advice is listen live your life <laughs> well, you don't want to be living your life then to be reliant on a man mm-hmm. you know do what makes you happy it is tricky for them I guess because yeah it, for for men out there obviously you're a very like liberal relaxed sort of attitude and it's so nothing for you but there are some men i think a lot of men actually who it would freak them out a bit if they like if they if they like a girl and they're like oh but people can buy pictures of your tits out there like that's a problem the the possessiveness that every man has a little bit of and all of that alpha male isn't it it's like oh i I've seen you on on video yeah. getting smashed by Kieran Lee, yeah. Danny D, and it's like I'm never going to be able to do that, yeah. whatever. And it's you know it's a dick envy thing and things like that. It's, I see it with girls in the industry that you'll get in in the biz, and then all of a sudden they'll get a boyfriend six seven months line. I'm only doing girl girl now, and it's like okay, you're not taking dick on camera anymore. No no no, my boyfriend doesn't want me to. Okay, that's fine. So yeah. can you tell me, you know, like those early days of porn, mm-hmm. what that was like for you? Oh, wow. I, uh, How long ago uh, was it? 
20 years? Yeah, 20 years ago. And it was interesting. Like my first ever scene was in a car park, a dogging car park <laughs> in Derby. This company, well, a couple at the time, mm-hmm. like, come and meet in Derby. I thought it's the lads winding me up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still remember me, chucked me tracky on. I've gone for a run. And then all of a sudden, they're at the car park, a McDonald's car park in Derby, Mark Eaton Island. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're in a, a Green Mondeo. I'm like, going, okay. So I've gone over, how are you? Like that. And I'm thinking, I've got to do it now. I can't, I can't back out. And uh, jumped in the back of the car and gave us a condom and cracked on. I'm thinking, I'm looking at my old boy and thinking, Jesus Christ, I've never trimmed that thing in my life. Like, because, you know, back then you weren't thinking, oh, I'm going to trim my bollocks. Uh-huh. <laughs> like a little overgrown forest. And <laughs> I did brilliant. And she's like, they were like, oh, can you come back next week? I was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that was it. And then I was like living the dream. And I was like, I was banging all these milfs and getting paid like 150 quid a time. And I'm like, Jesus, this is great. And that was it. So, what was the oldest woman you've done? Oh, she's got well, seventy-eight. Fucking yeah. hell, son! No, no, this is the best. No, no, this <laughs> is this me. is this is the best one. This is actually <clears throat> this is actually a grim. Story. How do they even get wet at that age? A lot of lube, uh-huh. a lot of lube and tears. Um, <laughs> Your tears? Yeah. No, I remember we we kind of got. I don't know if we got tricked or not, but it was a, a scene in England, and I remember me and my mate and. Uh, we, they said, oh, we're working with this really hot MILF. I'm like, oh, okay, great. So we've rocked up, and I remember driving all the way from Derby to this shoot, and we've walked through the door. This little old woman's opened the door, let us in. Hello, sweetheart, how are you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've gone in, and we've gone to the producer. Oh, Mike, where, where's the girl? Oh, you didn't see Eileen when you walked in? Eileen. <laughs> I'm I, I love Eileen. Day. And I'm there going, uh, that, that's the girl. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, the girl. oh, yeah and um, she was doing two scenes one with me and one with my mate and we looked at each other he goes I'm not doing it I was like come we've driven all this way (laughs) and and he's he's going you're you're not right in the end I was like come on let's just crack on so we flipped a coin to see who did the scene first and I'll never forget this day he he lost the the bet and he did first and he did reverse cowgirl so she was facing away he did spoon facing away and he did doggy facing away and I remember he's going at it and she's come off his dick and she's gone to kiss him and he's gone cut we'll have none of that <laughs> wow and like then, a kiss off the granny yeah 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 it's like that and that was it and then he finished the scene and he's come running up the stairs and I'm in the shower he's like move move and he started being sick he's like oh god she's disgusting and oh. I've gone oh I don't know. Was she grey head? Are we talking? Yeah, grey and like pussy piercings that made it look even like a proper set of curves. Fucking hell, man. It was rough. But anyway, so I'm there going, oh, it must be really bad. So I'm thinking, (laughs) I've got to go. I've gone into a really dark place now. I'm thinking the most disturbing, naughty thoughts I've had. I'm watching porn before and I'm like, my dick was like a lead pipe. So I've gone down. I've done this scene. And I've just, I've gone through her like a train. <laughs> she's like, they're filming it thinking, Gee, is she going to have a heart attack? And I remember it was all vag. And I'm doing it in the last position. Jesus. And all of a sudden I'm like, what's that smell? And all of a sudden, everyone goes, cut, cut. <laughs> I've looked down. She shit herself. No. <laughs> Everywhere. And she's oh dear, can I get you a baby wipe? I'm like, yeah. Uh, 
think we'll just do the pop shot now. Wow. And yeah. So yeah, there's a that was a bit of a grim. She's grim. probably dead now. Probably. Yeah. Fuck me. Imagine. Died by the cock of Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is not a normal story. No, it's not. That is not normal, that myth. That's yeah. a first on this show. Yeah, it's a bit different, wow. isn't it? You used to, you know, YouTubers, boxers, and yeah. everything like this. Now you're talking about old women shitting themselves. Wow. That is fucking insane. How, how, I wonder how you got there mentally. Do you know what I mean? I can switch off. I don't, you know, like this, this I, I did an article years ago. <laughs> it went everywhere. People think, oh, these, this porn Casanova, he can last hours in bed and everything like that. When it's working, I'm like, yeah, okay, because I know I have to open up for the camera. I have to make sure the light's in and, and all that good stuff. When I'm at home with my missus, I two-pump jump it. <laughs> and this went everywhere last time. I was like, oh. And I remember it was in the sun. Porn, <coughs> porn super stud last two seconds in bed. I'm like, flop in bed. I'm like, great. I guess it's a bit like for a normal guy where, you know, when you first meet a girl, you're really trying to make a good oh, impression. Yeah. But if you're two years into a relationship, yeah. the, it varies from day to day. Yeah. yeah? And I was assuming that's a bit like that. But, like on camera, you're putting pressure on yourself. Yeah. But you must have a really strong mind. Like, and because and, and it, it becomes almost an athletic event, what you're yeah. doing. I mean, how much of it is sexual arousal versus athletic performance? Um... Percentage. I, think, I think about a lot of it is now just knowing your body. It, it's like little things is like, I know what gets me hard. I know positions that I enjoy in positions that, you know, that are comfortable for me. That's going to keep my dick rock hard. Uh-huh. And like you say, you can go through a different mindset. I can really just switch off. And not a lot of guys do because all they're worried about is, am I pleasing her? Am I doing this? And, you know, in, in your personal life, you're like, oh, am I doing a good job? Is, is she enjoying that? Where with me, I'm thinking, okay, I've got this covered. I've got that angle. Yeah, okay, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Okay, the girl looks good. That's that's one of the biggest things is like, you know, you maybe want to cover it, something here or, you know, it's not a good angle there. Let's move her uh-huh. into a different position. So you're constantly thinking, it's like tactics, like the tactic board. Like, okay, I'm not going to play with a 4-4-2 today. I'm going to play with a back three and, and go like As that. in like, you, yeah, you know the go-tos uh, yeah. yeah and and like I said it, it, it got it's got to that stage in my career that I know I'm comfortable with what I'm doing I can sit in dick in hand and talking to the crew oh yeah oh what are you doing this weekend oh you're doing that and like the biggest one is I can sit and watch the football while I'm doing the scene so if Derby's on game over the, that's yeah, mad like I said I, I said it before on podcast Derby gets me hard <laughs> you know so um, in terms of like, because you spoke about uh, Mike Maylock earlier, and obviously he had a long relationship with Lana Rhodes, and he was telling me like, for a woman, for their female performers, well, I mean, you know, he had a vested interest in the situation, but he's obviously spent a lot of time with female performers as well. Yeah. Like, how much of them do you think it's athletic versus uh, sexual arousal? Like, do you think are, are there certain? Because I feel like the girls who, as a as a watcher, mm. there's certain performers who I'm like, you really fucking love this. Yeah. And that's why I want to watch you more. Because yeah. for me, there's some girls, uh, there's a girl called Adriana Check. Check, check. Yeah. 
she she makes it like loves it yeah i'm i'm not watching her for what her she looks like as much yeah, as yeah. her personality of what a slut she can be yeah, yeah, yeah. it actually gets you more into it than where if i had a girl who was like my ideal woman mm-hmm. you know like how much of them do you think are just putting it on and how much of it is real some girls are great actresses mm. you know in the industry you know you can they can make you out like a king and it's like oh yeah fuck me harder do this and that as soon as that camera stops all right see ya bye Really? I was like, oh, I thought I, I thought I was like a Greek god a minute ago, yeah. and now I'm just like you know, Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, like I said, and like Mike, I think he's brilliant. Like you know, mm. I felt really bad for him actually when um, he first started dating Lana because I, I would presume it's quite hard for him coming because you know, celebrity and he's in the limelight. And I'm I'm looking on my Twitter every day, and I'm getting him tagged in tweets with Lana getting railed, and I'm thinking he doesn't so, want to so, see that. So people were tagging him in videos of yeah. Lana. Yeah, okay. And I think that's sad, but it's for, jealousy, though, right? Yeah, it's jealousy, yeah. And, I, and I think like I think he handled it brilliant. I think he really did because you don't want to be checking. You know, this is what he does for a career. He's you know social media and things like that, and checking his phone every day, and all you're seeing is your missus getting railed. Mm-hmm his mental strength would have been brewing and like you know he's he's moved on from that and he moved on from Lana and he's living the dream now the boy well actually this 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 was kind of a learning experience for a lot of people online because of Mike's close relationship with Logan Paul Mm. they realized when we have Lana Rhodes in our videos the videos do fucking unbelievable yeah crazy and and what that proved to the new generation is Porn stars can be celebrities too. Yeah, and this was the first time where, from in my experience, I'm, I'm you know you've you've been in the industry a long time mm. where they've stepped out of the sort of shadows of porn where it's like you're a big deal but in porn only. Yeah, yeah. And now we've got girls like Riley Reid and Lana who are becoming influencers in their own right. Well, that was it. And I would say I'd say the Logan Paul podcast opened the doors for a lot of the girls in the industry, especially like Riley. Mm-hmm. Riley's huge. She's a she's a superstar now. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who she is. And I think it's now becoming like you said, it's, it's views. Uh-huh. People want views, so they go, okay, you know what? This girl gets X million views on her videos. She's got a fan base already. Let's actually find out what this girl's like without a dick in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And, and now they're like, oh, she's, she's actually really cool. Uh-huh. And then, like you say, these guys get to know them. And then it starts getting a little bit... It's fucking difficult, it's, isn't it? It's hard. I don't know if I could handle that. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. And... I think a lot of guys are like that. Mm. You know, a lot of these guys are like, oh, I like the idea of having a porn star girlfriend, but they don't know the baggage that comes with it. You know, the constant media abuse of dicking her ass or, uh-huh. oh, I watched your girlfriend. You know, key- typical keyboard warriors. Well, well, I mean, on the Lana thing, she came out and did an interview, uh, video. Uh, <laughs> basically just denounced the whole porn industry and said it should be illegal yeah. i mean that that's probably someone who's quite scarred from all of it um at this point i guess so i i put a tweet at probably six seven months ago and i'm like okay i understand you know it's not for you now but my big gripe is you still call yourself lana rhodes that's not your real name yeah delete delete the lana rhodes persona because you don't want to be reminded of that such a horrific experience daily, but you've built a brand from it now and you've, you've built a good life from it. You, you're making great money from it. But if you don't want that, get, get rid of it. And I know it's, it's hard to, 
to say, I'll oh, just get rid of your your whole brand and everything that yeah. leads you in a comfortable life. But I don't agree with just talking crap. There's been a, there's been a couple of huge like Lana, Mia, Mia, Mia Khalifa yeah. did it. But then you look at for me, the biggest inspiration for girls is probably Riley Reid. This girl is she's conquered the industry. In in my eyes, she's a mm. true porn star. Mm-hmm. Lana was a flash in the pan. She did. I don't know, maybe a hundred scenes, if that. Mia, four or five scenes. I, I, I can't That's even remember. That's how big she became. Yeah, she blew up because of, you know, wearing um, the hijab type thing and <laughs> yeah. that. But for me, Riley, she's she started from the very bottom in the industry, worked herself up to megastar, made millions and millions, but still has that respect for the industry. Uh-huh. She will never turn her back on the industry. Now, you know, she's, she's a mum. She's, you know, she puts it online and she's brilliant. And I think a lot of girls should look to her and aspire to be, you know, like it. not ashamed of what you've done, mm-hmm. but use it as, a, you know, a great business model. Like her, Angela White, them girls, I think, are yeah. unreal. unreal. I'm a fan of Angela. Shout out. How, how, was, how was she? Angela, unreal. <laughs> she's, she, for, for me, she's in my, my top three. Oh, wow. You know, and it, it's, I love big boobs. Uh, but I've always been a fan of tits on a stick. Don't know why, just always been my thing. Mm-hmm. Angela's a, you know, a curvier girl, big boobs. But man, that woman makes, like I've said it before, makes any man feel like a king. It doesn't matter who she's working with. She knows how to push the guy's button, to make him, you know. Go, you oh, know man. what, I, I think there's, there's a thing there that even ordinary women uh, who obviously aren't pursuing a career, but there's there's a trick there that they some of them miss out on. Yeah, you know, because obviously my experiences with ordinary women, and you know, and it's not that they, you know, they, a lot of women get criticised for being like laying there, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they don't have the confidence. Yeah, but with that confidence, when a woman knows how to unlock a man the way that these women can, yeah. they just have them wrapped around their little finger. That's it. it. Yeah, and that, that is like Angela but in a good way <clears throat> mm. I've never seen the girl taking advantage in any mm-hmm. situation of a guy's having a rough day she will, make, she will turn that day around mm. and turn it from a rough day into a sunshine day but that's an interesting point though about taking advantage because these women have some men kind of obsessed yeah. with them have you seen women who've like you know because there's this new thing where women are taking money off guys blackmailing them and all yeah, this weird yeah. king, financial have domination you seen, yeah. yeah I've seen I've seen a lot of guys there's um there's a lot of fetishes for it where guys really enjoy being financially dominated <laughs> like here's my wife's email address uh-huh. threaten uh-huh. threaten me uh, and I'll send you ten thousand dollars and I'm going that's unheard of yeah that, I, I'd never do that what about like stalkers do you think a lot of them have stalkers yeah i think girls and guys like for me that's why obviously you have stage names and things like that but i've i've rocked up one time with like signed photos in you know in your mailbox and i'm going what what is that like how have they got my address and please send this back you know here's a a sealed envelope you know prepaid envelope please sign this and i'm like and then, like you say, you have a look at like conventions, like the AVNs and things. It's huge. You have thousands. That's when they, of, they queue up for your autographs. And yeah, stuff. yeah. And it's, you have thousands of people coming from all over America, some all over the world, mm. to meet their, their favorite porn star. But these guys are coming with books. And I mean, like DVD copies, pictures, lingerie, please sign this, please sign that. They know the girl's whole career 
from her from very what? first scene. Like I've had guys come to me going, oh, I remember when you did that scene with Adriana Chekchik and I'm going, uh, yeah, uh, which, which one? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, this one, she was wearing a, a blue bikini and you had <laughs> such an, I'm thinking. That's his fave, right? Yeah, and I'm thinking, I struggled to remember what I had for dinner yesterday and you're, you're telling me what scene... You know, I didn't these, know, these people freak me out a bit because, like, for them, it, it becomes an obsession. Yeah, that's that's a big one, and that's when you have to really worry that they they take that obsession into the real world. Mm. And that, for me, like you say, in the porn porn side of things, it's like one thing I want to start to get into, like especially in the next like this year, is educating you know, especially males, mm-hmm. like you know, the university guys that. Hey guys, yeah, you might see me not wearing a condom in a scene, but I get tested every 10 days. Mm. Get yourself checked up. You know, what you see in a scene where, you know, a lady's getting choked or slapped or her ass, you know, oh, that was very American when it ass, her ass spanked. These girls, we go through a big, you know, list before of your do's and don'ts. And we have like a female liaison on set mm. that is stating, okay, the, it's for the girls, you know, safety at all times. Whenever you feel uncomfortable with any part of the scene, let your liaison know and we make it. So it's all about the woman. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a big thing now. But I want, especially, like I said, going forward, I want like to educate guys, younger male guys now that I'm getting a bit older, like, hey guys, come on. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because from what I understand at universities, as you mentioned, mm. that's where uh, it seems like sexual assaults and stuff like that are right. Yeah. Because these young lads, they're full of testosterone with not a fucking clue what nope. they're doing. They're watching a lot of porn playing PlayStation mm. and they're just like, oh, yes, this is how we've this, done. This then. is how yeah. we've done. And it, it's totally not <clears> like that. And it's like you're thinking they're going out on a Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. A hammer drunk. Beard up. Yeah. Girl might, you know, make out, you know, give a bit of fingers or whatever. And then the next thing, you know, and they're like, oh, well, I'm going to push it as far mm-hmm. as I can possibly go. And that's when you've got to get that consent. Well, and and yeah. that, that's where you've got to educate guys. Like, hey, listen, if a girl's pushing you away in that, back off. Well, it's not just... It, the, the thing that I've heard, the most common story that I've heard from uh, that situation is like when women are at uni and they're drunk themselves and they mm. kind of realise what's happening and then they say no yeah. mid-act and the men don't stop. Yeah. Those uni lads, they're just like fucking wild and, animals. And that's it. And then... Also, you've got to think as well, these, a lot of these guys aren't bagging up. Yep. And that's when you start going, okay, got chlamydia from this guy. And it's like, hang on, you don't need to go, like you say, get yeah. a checkup. Just, you know. How often do you have outbreaks in the industry? Um, you know what? Not really mm-hmm. very often. I think in the ho- I've been in it 20, coming up to 21 years. And we had one HIV shutdown. And that was just as a precaution. Yeah. Like it's very rare that you get like chlamydia, gonorrhea, mm-hmm. and things like that in the industry. Just because the girl on a you know a Friday night that works in the porn industry isn't gonna go out sleep with anyone mm-hmm. because if she ends up catching something, gets a bad test, she's out of work for let's say seven to ten days. That's a lot of money she's gonna lose. So she's going, it's not worth it. People don't look at the porn industry in such a way where it's like mechanical and like a functioning yeah. industry. We are, and I think the, pre, the the preconception that a lot of people have is these girls are fatherless drug addicts. Yeah. Like, and it's just, the, that's the stigma. Yeah. How far away is that from? So far yeah. away from the, It's crazy because obviously everybody's grown up <clears> and they think, oh, boogie nights. It's 
filled with drugs mm. and mad orgies and things like that. And I'm like, I wish it's nothing, mm. nothing like that. And I'm thinking it's nothing like that at all. It's like, like for a good example is like maybe five, six years ago, we did a, a Christmas dinner and we invited maybe 10, 12 porn people. And we, it, they were all like European performers living in the UK, yeah. uh, in LA. And we've done a big Christmas photo and like we're all wearing silly onesies, Christmas jumper, you know, trying <laughs> things like that. And we posted it online. And everybody, oh, you must have had an orgy. What did you do? Naked twister and, and things like that. And I'm thinking, no, we, we had dinner. Then we had like cheese in there and everyone got super fat. And then we played like Monopoly and stupid board games like everybody else does. Mm. Just because you do porn, it's not, you're not thinking sex, 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 sex mm. all day, every day. But then you do shag every day. Yeah, um, pretty much, yeah. And how do you keep that going? Because you're getting older. You're oh, no, you mate, know what I mean? I've it's... had grey hair since I was 13. But no, <laughs> um, no, I don't know. For me, I, you could probably say, yeah, I have, a, I have an addiction to it, but it's a controlled addiction. And I use that addiction for my work. So it's a healthy addiction, right, you yeah. could say. Well, it, it, it is because you've found the perfect industry for you to be in. Yeah. But if, like, if you ever had to have a break from porn for whatever reason... Oh, we did. If you think about it, we had uh, coronavirus. So we, mm. we shut down for eight months, nine months, or whatever it was. You must have been going up the wall. I wasn't. My wife was. Because oh. she was like, I can't wait for you to go back to work. Because <laughs> I'm there going, you know, babe, babe, should we have a bit of mummy-daddy time? Not tonight, no. Like, you know, I'm thinking every night. She's like, I can't handle it, you know. She's, she's quite poor, content. Poor lass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Are you aware of a guy called Stephen Bear? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The revenge yeah. porn I've guy. Just, yeah, because obviously I, I still read The Sun on the toilet. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I've, re- I've, I've read that. This? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, he's an OnlyFans guy who used to be on reality TV. Yep. Oh, and I, yeah, a real piece of work. Yeah. Yes, he he had this girl uploaded it without her consent. Yeah, uh, the video where they were having sex. She's then taken up the court. He's now, um, he's now gone to prison yep. for it. Uh, I just wondered what you make of that whole scenario as someone in the industry. I'm with you, scumbag. Yeah. Like I've had the I've had the situation happen before to my with myself, where I've shot a scene with a girl. And we've exchanged you, because we always do the model release forms, 2257s and things like that. And this was a girl brand new to the industry. Mm-hmm. She was like an Instagram girl. We shot a scene and she's gone, let's release it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, great. And then maybe about a week or so before we went to release it, she's turned around and said, I've had second thoughts. I don't want to release it. Okay, fine, no problem. I just delete the scene. Because for me, I don't want to, take that chance of ruining this girl's life because once it's out there on the net mm-hmm. it's out there and you know you there's got to be that's a, another form of consent mm-hmm. you know it's all well and good you might have done the deed but then if you're going to get into this posting it on platforms you've got to have that consent of hey yeah you're okay to post it am i okay to post it what date do you want to post it how much do you want to post it and things like that so for this guy to do it i don't know i don't know enough about it but all i know is like you said he's just posted it mm. made a bit and probably made what two three grand from it it was literally that yeah, yeah. and it's like what, now why? he's doing 21 months in jail yeah and and now he's his life's ruined because mm. he's going to come out and you know i don't know i i, I was also looking into 
one shocking story, which is the Ron Jeremy story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating thing. Um, because when I was first getting into porn as a kid, like teenage boy, yeah, he was an idol. He was like a huge name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was seeing all, he, he was one of the first porn stars who was in music videos. And yep. like Snoop Dogg and all them with the fucking arms around him. And recently, uh, for those who don't know, this is like a guy who had been in for decades, has now uh, gone to jail. He's been reported for. Uh, rape, uh, you know, assault, all of these things. And he's like 70 years old and, and he's just a little yeah, old yeah, man yeah. now in the... From what I understand, it's, I think it's getting dropped because they're saying he's not mentally stable to proceed with the trial. Mm. But you, uh, you quote me on that one. But again, a lot of the the actions that happened with the, from what, like the rape things, was offset. Really? not on set from like again not that I know of on set but mm -hmm. a lot of the stories that I read was like in the Rainbow Room and, and places like that in LA which was on normal Friday Saturday night and I'm, I'm not condemning it but that's not on a porn set because uh -huh. on a porn set you have maybe 10 15 crew members and a lot of times people are stopping and go hey hang on a minute you're not doing that that's out of order do you think that's become like that because of the way things used to be yeah, I think I think that was it. Like be, the Wild uh, West at one point in your lifetime. No, I've never seen it, and that's the funniest thing. You know, I've seen you know hardly anything ever like that uh -huh. on set, and that's that's one of my big frustrations because uh -huh. people think it must be like that on set, and you know I could see it being very intimidating for a girl because you know especially what we've done now. Like you said, we brought in the liaison because it's a very heavy dominated industry by men mm -hmm. so if you're turning up to that you may just only have the female makeup artist mm -hmm. but then the camera guy you know two or three camera guys all men lighting guys men mm -hmm. sound guys men catering men so you might not have many females on set so i could see it being very intimidating for mm. you so that's why brazzers as a company said hey you know what let's have somebody there for the girl at all times if she wants a water if she wants a baby wipe a straw whatever she might want she has a point of contact the whole time and it's been brilliant i think it's been a breath of fresh air in the industry for sure no wonder you had so much of a problem with the lana Rhodes courts then because yeah, your account and her account are completely completely different yeah. I, i've worked I, I did i think a second or third scene and you know i <laughs> when she said that i hated the industry I was like, I find that quite hard to believe because I had her on set many a times and she was brilliant. She was an amazing, amazing performer. Uh, I'll never knock that. Maybe she had bad experiences on other sets, mm -hmm. for sure. But everybody has bad days at the office. You know, mm -hmm. it could be the guy that she's working with that day, the girl that she maybe was working with that day. So yeah, she probably has had bad experiences, like we all have. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's as bad as she probably made out as you know i hated every single minute of it i think when women get slut shamed as well they start yeah, that's sort of it. wanting and to denounce it in yeah it completely and like i said she's a mother now yeah so she probably doesn't want that you know that slut shaming uh -huh. which is again it's horrible for her to have to go through and obviously a, a child's probably going to have to go through it as well the same as mine you know they, they're going to have to go through that traumatic experience but all we can do as parents is be there how many times have you seen fathers that you know doctors lawyers teachers whatever they are they've they're married and they yeah. just leave their kids i don't know if it's a misogynist thought for me to have this but i kind of feel like it's it's different having a father versus a mother in the porn industry i don't know why maybe that's because I'm, no, no, no. I'm, a, I'm a man you're 100 percent right yeah. because 
you think if you if you're a lad and you're going to school, oh look, here's a picture. How many times did you say mum jokes when you were younger? Exactly, it's like and a it, source point in it. And yeah, then, and it's like you can really dig at people, mm. and I can see it may be a bit easy for my lads like oh your dad's had sex with all these beautiful women yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's it, a bit of a flex in some yeah I, listen I'm just, yeah I've got a bigger dick than my dad you know <laughs> what I mean so maybe like I'll ensure yeah. it's for two million um, but because he's going to be like my dad's forgotten the names of all these yeah, women your, yeah, your yeah. dad never even had them yeah like, exactly yeah. Uh, hang on I think my dad might know your mum <laughs> do you know what I mean um, but so I can see that that's going to it must be hard for her and I, maybe she you know deep down that's where she has her resentment mm. from I don't know, but we all go through different journeys. One of the one of the big stories that's come out recently all over Twitter, I don't know if you've seen it, is the Pornhub scandal. Now, mm. this is kind of a thing that's been going on where people have been uploading content of, like, young people on yeah. Pornhub and making money from it, and then Pornhub are sort of kind of distancing themselves and now they're coming under fire from it yeah i think from what i understand mm. they came under fire a hell of a lot for it but mm. if you go back and look at all the statistics on it Pornhub had hardly any numbers compared to facebook mm. instagram twitter i think i think i saw twitter was actually terrible for it well from they what had they yeah. had more than Pornhub and any any porn yeah. site so for me i think it's very harsh that Pornhub were the being target. held up as the target it's like yeah. hey that's the, that they're they're the scumbags uh-huh. they're the one where with Pornhub you have to now i know obviously first time because i upload my content there is you have to send in your model release forms with consent the date of birth your passport and everything like that so you can't upload mm. Whereas Twitter, you can upload anything. Upload. Anybody yeah. can go, oh, I'm going to create a Facebook account. Here you go, I'm going to upload bestiality or mm. I'm going to upload whatever. So for me, again, it's it's a, bit, a big gripe where porn is the, the, the target of pedophilia and things like that, where I'm going, oh, hang on a minute. Can we look at the biggest social media platforms and they are the biggest culprits in my eyes? Wow, yeah, I never really thought about that. That's a great point, like, because... Um I think though you know you're more familiar with America than I am how people get they kind of just want to use a stick to beat the porn companies with I guess yeah and that's the thing and it's it's a frustrating one where you just sometimes you just wish to be left alone we're in our own little world Mm -hmm. we're not doing harm we're you know we're creating content which globally people enjoy Mm -hmm. and and that's where it gets really frustrating and it gets really like you say, very frustrating in the terms of like, hey, let's look at the big companies because that's where the problem is really, really based. Yeah. And let's be honest, if you're a, an eight to 12 year old kid, you're not probably going on Pornhub. You, you first, your, your first access to social media platforms is going to be Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. Snapchat, things like that, TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's not porn up. You're not going. If you're going to porn up, you're you're looking for porn. Mm-hmm. Where you could be a minor just scrolling through, and all of a sudden, what's that? Mm-hmm. There's no regulations on it, and that's that's like I said, that's a big BMI bonnet about it. I was like, let's look that way first before we we came the porn industry. In terms of an averagely successful female performer, mm-hmm. what rough kind of money would a girl like that make now? I know girls earning. Anywhere between seven hundred to a mil a month. 
on the in the industry. I know I don't want to say average girls, but you know, girls that don't have like the profiles of your Angela's and Riley Reed still making anywhere between twenty five to forty thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Um I know stay home mums that are earning forty to fifty thousand a month, you know, selling pictures of the toenails <laughs> and, and and things like that, which is crazy, <laughs> which for me, I, I think as well, these platforms have been brilliant in terms of helping some girls get off the streets. In terms of, you know, I've, I've known girls that maybe were doing escorting in the past. And this platform is now opened up where, hey, I don't have to do that. I can make my money by doing solo content and things like that. And it saved so many girls, especially, you know, mentally, mentally, it's been brilliant for them. In, in terms of the escorting thing, I, I always wondered, like, you know, these girls are having sex on camera mm-hmm. and I'm sure that they have these big money guys yeah, yeah, approaching sure. them. Yep. How how often do you think that happens? Where oh, it, it was very common back in the day. Mm. Not so much now because like you say, these girls can make hundreds of thousands of dollars by doing a homemade video with their boyfriend where, let, let's be real, it's like a footballer. If you get put a contract in front of you to go from... Sunderland to Newcastle mm-hmm. and they're going we're going to pay you X amount more you're going to take it aren't you <laughs> <laughs> I love the analogy uh, yeah but yeah so that's the thing sometimes these girls are going look I'm getting offered X amount of dollars to do a, an escort job with it could be a Brad Pitt lookalike oh. that's just you know a wealthy businessman that goes I've got a fascination with this girl I want to see her. You recently mentioned in the podcast that you had some frustrations with how porn is becoming, uh, I guess, racially motivated. And, 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 and you mentioned like how people are getting p- paid differently for yeah. depending on uh, doing scenes uh, that are interracial, for example. Yeah, that was one of my big pet peeves when I came to America. Mm. Um, I, I never understood it because working in the UK, you could be... A ex-girl going to work and doing a scene with a black performer it might be the first time you've ever been with a black guy and things like that but you never paid any more you were never paid any more or anything it was just a scene mm-hmm. where when I went to America that was a big shock to me because it was like oh it's an interracial scene well, yeah okay well I charge more for interracial I'm like well why mm. I'm like oh well you know the guy's got a, a big dick I'm going Hang on, I'm pretty fly for a white guy myself. <laughs> I've, you know, I've got a big old boy on me, probably bigger than... Uh, 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 and it was the excuses, and it used to really wind me up. Mm. And it still does to, to this day. And to be honest now, you don't really hear of that anymore. It's kind of died off, thankfully. Um, just because I can. I, for me, you know, we all bleed shit the same. Mm-hmm. You cut me open, you cut lexicon steel open. We all bleed claret. You're uh, and you're getting into directing as well, right? Getting, I've done it for ooh, 11, wow. 12, the, 12 oh, years. I didn't yeah, it was yeah, that a lot. Long. So, a majority of the scenes that I perform in for browsers now, I direct. Okay, and so I'm, you're charging twice for that? Yeah, I charge Good. a producer's rate as well. So, yeah, but I love that because I'm I'm a nightmare. Uh, because sometimes a director will go, oh, I want you to do this position and that position. I'm like. No, I just want to do it my way. So uh-huh. now I don't really shoot for any of the other producers just because I am a princess on set. I am. That's my nickname, Princess. That's so funny. Yeah, it's just because I'm like, I'm not doing that. 
because I'm a bit of a, um, like, I'm a perfectionist with what mm. I do. And I can only imagine, like, what is it like for you when you're trying to build a scene in your head? Do you do you have, like, almost like a mood board visually? Or do you have certain camera angles that you're going for that or the, the shots that the fans want to see? Are you well aware of no. what looks good? Or? So for me, when I perform, and back in the day, I used to want to please everybody. <clears throat> and I'd be like, right, I have to get this position, that position, that. Where now, what I, I do is I use the stills as a, a blueprint. So we always do sex stills before the actual video. So that for me, I can go, okay, you know what? This is a good position. I can really open up here. You know what? This is a comfy position here. What does open up mean? Open up to the camera. So if you're doing doggy at home, you're not just going straight on. Uh-huh. Well, sorry, if you're doing doggy at home, you're going straight on. Where with me, I'm yoga, hip out. Yeah, because you kind of dog. you have to kind of bend your body to the side so that the camera can get the angle. Yeah. right? that must be fucking tricky, mate. Yeah, it is. But and then you're you're not like is it like <clears throat> you're not going like that. You're going. Bending it like Beckham. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're swinging it in every angle. And then you're like, okay, great. So the camera guy can see. You, you'll be sometimes in a scene where you'll be going at it and the camera guy might not see. And he'll tap your leg. Or like pull your leg open so they can see everything going in. But thankfully, like I said, over the years, I, I know all my angles and, you know, I'm like a free kick master. That is, right? That's well drilled. Yeah, yeah, well drilled. Put it in the top bins. <laughs> Um, but no, so that was it. But I, like you say, I like to use the, the stills to get my get the map of where I'm going to go in the scene. And then also it might be in the scene where I'm going, wow, this is my dick. Like a le- you know what? Let's pull out some tricks. Let's do a few step overs. Uh-huh. And I'll be lifting her up. I'll be spinning her around and, and things like that. But if you're not 100% in a scene, if you're not like, you know, 110% rock hard, you'd be going, oh, you know what? I might not try that because you might go down in the scene and then it's up there because then it's like, okay, cut. It's a, it's a head fuck because all of a sudden you've got everybody watching you and you're pulling a bit of string. Fuck <laughs> me. Eyes are on you like, people are like looking at the phone, looking at the watch, you know, yeah. playing Angry Birds and you're like, give us a shout when you're ready. <laughs> it's just the Fucking pressure. Pressure that, isn't it? Yeah, that's it like a hurricane penalty Fuck. and sometimes like you say sometimes the girl will be like oh do you want me to tickle your balls do you want me to whatever sometimes like if you've got Angela <laughs> Angela will be she'll, she'll lick your bum like a stamp um, <laughs> like a stamp <laughs> yeah but then sometimes your girl will be like okay right she'll just get up she'll go uh, get a water she'll go get a makeup touched up again uh, and we all assume that you guys are chewing Viagra every single session nah, you can't it, it, that's a big myth as well everybody oh you can take a Viagra and you're going to be rock hard if you don't have that chemistry up there down there it's not going to work <laughs> I like the way that is <laughs> I feel like I'm getting a boxing coach no, uh, yeah. well you know if your feet are wrong the hands yeah, are yeah. yeah I mean there's all little tips yeah. okay so because guys used to inject their dicks and stuff yeah right? I've seen that and that's a bit yeah, not for me. I, I, I squinch when I uh, have to get my blood drawn every 10 days. I'm like, that. so I don't want a needle going anywhere near my old boy. Mm. Uh, but there's all like little tricks. It's like, for example, if your feet are cold, put your socks on because your dick's not going to get hard. Because if your feet are cold, where does the blood rush to? Right, exactly, yeah. It's going to bypass your yeah. dick, go, see you later, mate. I've, there's a cold bit down uh-huh. there. 
and I'll warm them up first. Okay. There's a lot of chat about the impact of porn on men, and mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you about that because obviously, like you say, the uni lads are watching it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a lot of people who think men expect too much from a, a women in the bedroom, yeah. like regular girls now. Um, are kind of expected to, to deliver. Like a, you know, basically, these guys are looking at porn and they're pressurising the girl to perform like a porn star. Mm. That's, that's not how it should be. It's, it's a, a communication thing. How do you enjoy it? Do you like this? Do you like that? Talk to, you, talk to your, your partner and things like that. You've got to remember, look, look at you know, mainstream movies. <laughs> it's, a, it's an act. Mm. same as the porn industry it is an act and it i'm not trying to kill the fantasy because you know sometimes you do have great chemistry on set and the scene is a genuine raw lust you know brilliant sexual chemistry but sometimes you can look at a scene and go i've I've done it many a times when i've walked away from a scene and gone god that was awful what a bad scene really and then i've seen people online go wow the chemistry you two had was out of this world, I'm thinking. Are they all about the same scene? One of the things I was thinking about was women who sort of have to then leave porn and go mm. back to normal life and what that must be yeah. like. Are you aware of, like, struggles? Yeah, like- yeah. I've, I've seen many a girls. I've seen girls that were doing porn, uh, studying to be a lawyer. You know, porn was paying the bills, you know. And then she, she's worked so hard... She's completed everything, all her exams. She's now a qualified lawyer. Trying to get a job after that, mission impossible. And it's like, you know, this girl's come from maybe, you know, not a very well, you know, solid uh, parents, but not, you know, a financial backing to to go to university and things like that. And she's maybe not chose, you know, you could say maybe not chose the right way, but she's, she's turned to porn because it's a good way to make a lot of money fast and she's done that on camera and off camera she's worked her tits off to get where she wants to be in goal her end goal was to be a lawyer she's Mm -hmm. got there she's debt free but now she can't get a job because of her past and it's sad yeah that is tough and when when you're sort of you know like you're selecting these girls who are just coming into the industry Mm -hmm. what are you looking for in terms of um, them as a performer when you're hiring them as a director and the girls don't normally get to the Brazzers stage until they've done basically worked the ways up the lower leagues mm. and worked you know with some of the smaller sites and gone wow she really stands out she's she's a player yeah and then she that's when she becomes on like you know the Brazzers and things mm. like that one of the one of the things about your life that really was interesting was your relationship with your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you mind talking about that? No, not at all. Because that was like, quite a, 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 an emotional thing. I was like, I'm yeah. quite surprised that, you know, I'm watching this porn interview and I'm hearing you talk about your father and I'm like, fuck me, yeah. this is brutal. Like, for me, I grew up and I was, again, super, super close with my old man. Mm. Like, you know, football, you know, that was our life. Mm-hmm. My football manager, I'd go to football with him. I'd go to watch him play football, you know, nine... Like, I want to say four to five times a week, I was with my old man. And, you know, for me, that was my idol. Mm-hmm. And then, again, he, he has a, a brilliant job and, you know, he ended up having an affair, left the family home. And for me, I'm very stubborn in that. And so we didn't really speak after that. How old were you when that happened? I'd have been 10 okay. at the time. But then 
I was like, okay, great. And, and that was it. And that was a chapter closed in my life after that. And I think now, looking back at it, it's probably one of the best things that could ever happen because I look at it and go, I would have never gone into porn. I would have stayed at the railway. I'd have never met my wife. I'd have never had three brilliant children. And it's also taught me a lesson as a parent. There's no way, cat in hell's chance, you'll ever see me turn my back on my kids. Mm. And I, I make sure I'm there for them 24 seven, whatever they want to do. Like for me, I wanted, I was desperate for my boy to play football. I don't want to do it, dad. Okay, no problem. Never going to push him into something that he didn't want to do. Now he's obviously, he's into his football and he loves it. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Um, but no, it, it's taught me a lot of things that how I want to parent in the future. And yeah. one of them is never, never turn my back on my kids. And I was, I was lucky. Listen, I had a, a mum that did the role of both. Amazing. And that's why now I, I live in Los Angeles. I speak to my mum two, three times a day. My sister lives 10 minutes down the road. I'll be like, oh, you spoke to my sister? Not spoke to her this week. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's crazy. But that's, you know, again, that goes back to me where I have such a, a huge respect for women, which is crazy to think, you know, when, when you see the profession that I do, what my respect for women is. Yeah. Meanwhile, women are getting the most money in Yeah, porn. they get paid more. They, they pull the shots. If Put it this way. So if a girl... A girl can have a no list of performers she doesn't want to work with. So mm -hmm. if you were booked with, let's say, for example, I was booked with Angela White, but Angela White didn't want to work with me. I'm the one getting replaced, not Angela White. Mm. So again, the women have like the, t the top trump card in the industry. It's ironic that it's arguably the industry where women are most in charge and yet people look... At it the other yeah, way. Yeah, but I, I, I agree with it. You know, I you know, the girls put themselves through a lot. You know, they, mm. a lot of wear and tear on the body. Uh, <laughs> you know, literally yeah. a lot of maintenance. You yeah. know, like they have to, they want to look good and, and feel good on camera. So, you know, they're exercising, diet and things like that. So they're training like a top level athlete <laughs> all the time. Really, you it's, think about it. It's fucking funny to say it, but yeah, it's, yeah I get what and you that's mean. Right. And that's why I have a massive respect for the girls because yeah. I'm like, yeah, you deserve to get paid X amount of dollars because... you see those legends of porn, don't you? Like those women who've just been at it for fucking decades. Years. And uh, you know what? I feel bad for some of them girls because they kind of maybe have missed the gravy train a little bit now because let's say, I don't know, maybe let's say probably the biggest name, Jenna Jameson. Yeah, she she made loads back in the day, but I just think to myself, if she was in her peak now, could you imagine what she'd be earning now? It's funny you talk about football. It's like those footballers. You kind yeah, of imagine yeah. what yeah. if he was around now? Yeah. yeah, look at look at Georgie Best. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? <laughs> what would it? Like yeah, she she's the, she's the George Best. Yeah, 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 she's the George Best. A little bit. She? She's kind. Of, there's there's quite a lot of those like sad stories where like I don't know if Jenna Jameson is classed as that but like uh, there's some of them who are like it's a, it, it's sort of that's where porn gets its bad name I think yeah but I think as well back then to you know be with a porn star was a especially in like rock mm. and roll like it's like oh wow and I think maybe the girls maybe got led down the, the, the wrong path by the mainstream side of things have you, have you had interactions with people who do like gay and trans and that sort of stuff yeah again back in the day it was really taboo 
Yeah. Um, you had a lot of girls that wouldn't work with guys that did in gay porn. Mm. And also you had a lot of girls that would never go anywhere near a trans performer. And over the last four to five years, it's been a massive swing. Mm. And now it's like, yep, I work with this guy, even though he does gay porn, no problem. I do trans scene, huge seller on some of the girls' site. And I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Good on you. Like whatever floats your boat, mm. do what you're comfortable with. Um, and I've seen guys that were straight so to speak and like oh they had to put on this big like doing it oh yeah I'm, I'm a straight guy now they're doing scenes with trans girls and they're perfectly happy and they're like you know what i love the sexual freedom that i can have now because it's not so you know in the closet like oh it's very taboo and mm. you know what fair play to them like for me it's not my cup of tea um i don't think i'd ever go down that route you've never done with a trans no nothing yeah. and i don't think i would because mm. For me, it's not something that, again, it's all in your head. And for me, yes, you're working with the trans, but there's a lot, there's a lot of, what I want to say, like a lot of unordinary things cracking on. It's like, hang on, I'm programmed this mindset of do this, do that. All of a sudden you're throwing other things into the park <laughs> and it's like, oh, hang on, uh, I don't know. But yeah. it's like I said, it's just, it's just not my cup of tea. I suppose for men, though, who are trying to maybe go down the OnlyFans route, doing stuff that would please a male, gay male audience, I guess they're going to lean into that to get as much money as they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of guys do that. And, yeah. I, and I think, you know what, mate? Fair play to you. you mm. you're, you're trying to earn a living? Crack on. And you know what? If you're comfortable doing it, mm -hmm. do it. I've never been a big believer in the whole gay for pay. Don't do something that you're not happy with because yeah. you are going to go, you are going to be a Lana Rose down the line where you regret it and you yeah. have these built up, you know, emotions like, oh, it disgusts me. I hate this and I hate that. For me, I've always done scenes that I've enjoyed, you know, and I, 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 I can genuinely say I don't look back on my porn career any regrets I like that I mean before we wrap this up mm -hmm. a lot of people will be wondering extreme experiences that you've had is there anything where you're just like you look back at them and they stand out as like the most crazy days aside from the little old lady who you oh yeah came. little old lady um, I would say my first directing gig for Brazzers because I've always been the joker I, you know, I play pranks on set all mm. day, every day. And I was like, let me direct. And they're like, no, you mess around too much. I was like, right, okay. What can I do to mm -hmm. show that I'm not? So I, I was like, right, I'm going to do my own scene. I'm going to direct it. I'm going to pay for it and send it in. And I called it Office Foreplay. And it was me and four girls. And I did like a comedy sketch on it. And it was brilliant. And I sent that one on. And then it just... That was my, it snowballed from that. Brad was like, wow, this is really good. And I, I did a, a whole series around that. Lana was Rhodes. I actually did Lana Rhodes, Riley Reed, Janice Griffin and Adra Fox in one scene. And that was like the, the best scene ever. <laughs> um, but then also there was another scene that I did in the UK. And it was, it was me and another guy with 15 girls. And the guy next to me, I'm like, you know, I'm like Lewis Hamilton at the start. I'm like, go on, go on, say action. <laughs> and this poor lad, he's literally just 
you looked at it, it looked like a frightened slug. <laughs> and he's, his head's gone. His head's gone. And you could tell he's, he's popped Viagra, he's beetroot red, and he's like, I can't do it. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And he just, he dipped. Oh, no. And then the director's gone, well, do you think you can do the scene on your own? I went, oh, of course, mate. Of course. And I literally went through all... I was like, you know, you remember Supermarket Sweep? I was like that. <laughs> no Dale Winton with this no one. No Dale Winton on this one, but I had a bit of an orange stand. Um, but yeah, I just... I went through all 15. So that was like... Yeah, I did 15 What, are they all time. bending over and you're just one after the other? Or what? You know, How was this working? It was, a, it was a medieval table like this. All laid... You're giving us ideas mist. now, There Chief. you go. All, all, all in uh, a medieval... Like Game of Thrones type stuff. Kind of, yeah. And all the girls would just lay on the back. You know, I'm like, I'm living the dream here. How, how tired are you after a while? Are you like, I'm fucking... Are you? I can be knackered. Yeah. But ugh, the, it's like I said, now I plan a lot of my scenes around. Like the footy, I still... Listen, I'm 40. No way. And I still play, like, back home. And I'm, I'm playing... I play three times a week. I'll leave you with one question because I like to ask everybody this. How would you like to be remembered? As a Derby legend. <laughs> Simple. I really like that. Yeah. That is a fucking belter. <laughs> All right, son. Uh, what a chat that was and definitely not the norm for the True Geordie podcast, but I really enjoyed it. Thank no, you to so Kieran Lee. Uh, you can follow him. He's everywhere, all over Instagram, the lot. And uh, I'm sure you'll be putting out great content. Uh, always, I'll keep ploughing always, away, mate. Yeah. Ploughing away. How many years you got left, you reckon? Performing. Uh, At the like top Re level. I'm like Ronaldo till I get transferred out to Saudi. Uh, Saudi. I don't think that'll be happening. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheers. And uh, don't forget to stay subscribed to the True Jody YouTube channel. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks. Magic. Thank you so much, brother. Mate, that was brilliant. Loved it. <laughs>